sorry, I forgot oh. that was silent. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, so long. Uh, welcome to another episode of Podcast. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> See, now you understand why it's awkward. Oh right? my gosh, <laughs> yes. Oh, this is the part that I always fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> so you can fast forward your own no, okay, podcast. Faster, yes. okay. faster intro, Joanne. Uh, hey, wait, where do I look? Oh, you can look anywhere. Okay. So this is what Yvette always asks us. So where do I look? You never give intro, right? No you need to look anywhere. This is a oh. this is a podcast. Okay. So even you want to look at the sky, look at the ground. No, Tammy the... says just now she was saying that she watched a YouTube video because she wants to see our faces. Oh. Yeah. Hi, Tammy. You can look anywhere. Well, so you can you can keep looking. I think this one will be focused on me, so I will crop you out. Okay. <laughs> so you can look there. You can oh, wait okay, at Tammy. Okay, okay, you can wait okay, yeah. Okay. On this okay. two. But you'll cut all this out, right? No, no, he doesn't. So this is in. This and is this is the part you fast forward. You're screwed. You're screwed already. <laughs> Your IMDB got this marking already. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of podcast. Today, we have Joanne here. Joanne, say hi. Hi. Okay, that's it. No more intro. <laughs> hi, that's it. You're pais now, is you it? You're supposed to intro me, right? <laughs> Where got guests to intro themselves? Only pai, I intro, I intro Joanne. Joanne's my friend. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Joanne, friend. <laughs> you know the title is just friend. Okay, then we're here to talk about. Um, I guess know. generally work, working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So and then we, today we like get it, kind of three different people from three different sectors in a way. Like I'm in the public sector. I Can guess. I in the private? And then Joanne is a non-profit, ma? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's considered different, right? When yeah, you say yeah, different. yeah. But I'm like yeah. private, but not really. And I only been at this company for a month. So it's a bit hard for me to Yeah, so you can share, share. what's that shift in mindset. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. Uh, But yeah, so I guess it's, it'd be interesting to talk about working in all this different environment. I think especially in like non-profit because I feel like for me personally, I have... I mean, I guess most people will have some uh, stereotypes about what is it like to be working in a non-profit. Uh, yeah, and uh, I guess we can talk more about all these things. La. I thought it would be interesting to have conversations about it. Mm. So uh, maybe you can share what's your... Uh, if you Okay, you don't have to share where mm. you're working, but you can share roughly uh, what kind of organization it is and uh, yeah. Oh, actually maybe it would be interesting if kind of you share what's your impression or expectation of a non-profit yeah because actually I don't know what's the stereotypes hey, you, you need to be closer oh, wow. I want oh. to say that what <laughs> <laughs> tell me oh, <laughs> 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 yeah okay my I mean you can share where, okay, you, okay. where you're working first yeah. okay but I just say first I might accidentally blurt out the name so you help me to I will okay. put a bird sound yeah. Oh, yeah okay what's the bird sound <laughs> I don't know lah <laughs> Why you ask this kind of stupid question? <laughs> you can watch previous episode of podcast, oh You never watch, right? I you see think how I don't know. It's so easy to digress. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Joanne. Uh, okay, so I work in an international um, NGO. Yeah, so essentially, we are a Christian humanitarian organization. Um, yeah, and we are child focused. Yeah. Mm. Child focused meaning? Uh, meaning, at the core of it, uh, whatever we do is really to benefit the children. Mm. Uh, because we believe that they are the next generation that can break out the poverty cycle. Yeah. So, mm. what other focus are there for non-profit? Um, I guess you have those that like focus on like the elderly or like different sectors like, of the population. Like maybe yeah. helping people find jobs that kind. Or women. women. Yeah, correct, mm. correct. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, so you wanna want me to ask? Want me to share about what's my? Con- yeah. What's your like? Yeah. Preconceptions. Then Joy uh, can debunk them. <laughs> so I mean, I I never really think about it that much, lah. But generally, like if some if I'm looking for a job, I wouldn't personally choose to work in a non-profit because firstly, mm-hmm. I think it's always about money, right? How much money you can earn? I mean, basically, if you want to be rich, you won't be working in a non-profit, lah. Yeah, and if you're rich <coughs> but while working for a non-profit, something is wrong, I feel. some Somewhere down the line, the money seems to be channeled to the wrong, to the wrong places. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or like certain favors were being, you know, yeah. Some favors will be taken or some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's my general thought about non-profit. Um, gen- I also feel like people who works for non-profit uh, tend to be a bit more like looking for purpose. In the mm-hmm. work they do, uh, they don't really care or think too much about, uh, I won't say their own well-being, but like their own financial financial uh, well-being, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it can be difficult working for a non-profit because sometimes you struggle between, uh, I don't know how well the uh, people in non-profit are paid, but uh, I, I had that concession, like sometimes they may struggle between uh, uh, you know, buying things that they want or living a kind of lifestyle they want mm. versus uh, working for something that they truly believe in. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I guess sometimes also, I, I suppose that people also come and go because sometimes maybe after a while they feel like maybe this is not sustainable or like, uh, yeah, I guess maybe or they feel jaded from so-called the purpose because I mean, at the end of the day, usually people going into working for non-profit, they have a preconception also of what what is it like working for a non-profit. Uh, they feel like, oh, like, you know, you're doing good and so on. But sometimes when you go in, you realize, hey, you know, certain processes seems weird or that like maybe, uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't impact as much as you thought the mm. organization would. Yeah. So this oh. is my kind of my like mm. th- yeah, That's how a I lot think. Joanne not nodding a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I'm I'm sure I mean it's probably not everybody will have the same experience working. I mean I would say that for any organization or any yeah. kind of sector lah. Mm. Yeah. So these are my thoughts. How about you? Oh, oh my god, I got no thoughts. Shit. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. Why? Why is that? Okay, someone explains to me. You cannot say everything, so you know. <laughs> oh my god. Whatever he said. But do you have yeah, anything else said. to add? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I also wouldn't like consider a non-profit for my first choice. But let's say mm. I was a fresh grad applying mm-hmm. for a job, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think of a non-profit. Mm. Also, maybe because like for yourself, like your non-profit is uh linked to your faith, mm. right? Mm. So I'm also like ADA, so I also don't have like a certain faith and then tied to the mission. You know mm. what I mean? So I also wouldn't gravitate towards that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and of course I want to make enough money or like kind of say. But is that like actually a misconception? It's not like you will be living on, on a poverty line. <laughs> so being a non-profit, right? I mean, definitely not. La. Like, I mean, personally for me, okay, I am coping okay financially. Like, I can still, you know, afford to, like, spend money, have a social life, buy what I want, uh, save up for a house, travels, etc. So, I'm not, like, dirt poor. I'm not, like, struggling dirt poor, okay? But, I mean, different charities pay differently also, la. Mm. Yeah. You and mean to- they're, like, well-paying? 
Um, okay, I don't know if... I'm not saying this is a fact or what, but based on our impression so far, it seems that actually local charities, you are better paid there than in foreign charities in Singapore because oh. local charities get a lot of government grants. Oh. Yeah, so fundraising for them is not, it's not that... Uh, I wouldn't say not so challenging, but it's easier for them in a way. Mm. So they're better yeah, funded. Yeah, they're better funded. Yeah, whereas for foreign charities, uh, we don't have like government grants. Mm. Yeah. Foreign charities, mm. as in like yeah, for it's a we are registered as a foreign charity, in but you are based in Singapore. Correct. correct. Okay, so it's like yeah. a I get a branch. Yeah. Uh, okay, for the charity that I work with, we are international charity. Um, and we have offices in like over hundred countries. Um, but the different officers have different functions. So there's like what we call support officers. So those do the fundraising. Mm. So our Singapore office is a support office. We do the fundraising here. Then we channel the funds to our officers overseas in the developing countries and they are the ones who will do out the, the work. They do the field work. So yeah, they are what? Correct. The field officers? Yeah, they are the field officers and we have the national officers also that manage mm. the field officers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So the work here is mainly focused on fundraising. fundraising. Correct, mm. yeah. Then the ones that are developing, maybe they're on the ground yeah, doing the, the ones, work. Yeah, correct, correct. I mm. see. Yeah, then they give us back the reporting and everything. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. then like going back to Kenneth's uh, like his list mm. of misconceptions. So he's talking about like burning out because your uh, passion and stuff like that. Does that happen? Like, do you see people? I mean, you also talk about like colleagues leaving, right? But do they usually leave to join another charity or? So far, the colleagues that have left, yeah, they seem to still stay in the same kind of industry. Um, not so much that they leave cause of burnout or what lah. But I will also say the thing about the pay. Um, yeah, I am doing okay, but it's not, I don't think also it's going to be sustainable. Lah. If in future mm. you have more commitments, like family commitments mm. or that. Mm. Um, also because my office is quite small. So in terms of progression, there's not much progression here. So in terms of salary also, there's not much progression that I can foresee that, you know, if let's say if I have my family commitments and all that, mm. children or that it wouldn't be sustainable in the long run. Mm. Yeah, but I don't know about other bigger charities in Singapore that maybe they are better paid then actually it can be sustainable for them there. So when yeah. you say sustainable, meaning that um, how long do you see yourself working mm. in this organisation? Or this line? Oh my or god. Is it tricky? <laughs> tricky you, to share. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, okay lah. <laughs> my, my HR is leaving also already. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my boss watches but no, uh, okay, I mean in, if you're not comfortable sharing you don't no, have to okay, share. in yeah. this organization itself I don't know like maybe a maybe a couple more years because I am currently quite happy here I mm. think the only reason why I would leave is the lack of progression in mm. terms of like um, position and also salary la. but mm. I am quite happy here but I do think that I might still stay in this um, charity industry a non-profit mm. yeah because I mean after coming from a profit a uh, company background to a non-profit, it's very hard to go back to working for private companies already. Yeah, mm. when you see the difference in like the purpose and mm. the impact mm. of work that you're doing, lah. Yeah. You know? so, so this, yeah, so this is actually a uh, a good segue. Maybe you can share more about your journey, like because you started mm. from private, right? Yeah, correct. So like, how long were you there, and like, what are the considerations that made you make this mm. uh leap, lah? Mm, okay, so this was. Wait, is she close uh, enough? Yeah. Oh. Is it digress again? Oops. 
Okay, so this was, uh, this is my second uh, full-time job. So previously before this, I was working in an events agency. Yeah, for about almost two years. Um, and then before that, I did do a few internships with other for-profit companies. Uh. Mm. Yeah, so <clears throat> um, I guess in my events agency life, um, yeah, it was fun, but I was really very overworked also. Uh. Mm. Like very little work-life balance or that. Always like, um, like hustling, you know, the adrenaline and all that, which was which was nice, but it wasn't sustainable. Um, and I guess maybe I reached a point where I was almost like quite burnt out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's when I started to like question my purpose. Like, you know, like why am I working so hard for? Mm. Like, I mean, I don't mind um, like working hard, but I don't know, at the end of the day, like I want it to translate to an impact. Mm. Oh my yeah. God, like questioning like, what every day I'm doing this? Like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, also like the kind of events we were doing like was like corporate events, like so lavish events. Not oh. say boring, but it like made me question like, why am I working so hard for just to make rich people richer? <laughs> like, you know, like oh. how... Yeah, <laughs> so I guess like I was questioning like, I mean, if we work half of our lives, do I really want to spend so much time just doing this, like going through the motions and mm. just doing this work wishing I was like maybe I should be doing something more meaningful uh. mm. yeah so when I wanted to change jobs then I started looking into applying to charities yeah this was how many years ago I've been with this current organization for like four years so you've been yeah. working two three years before you decide to go into a no yeah. almost two years my you events, two years my events agency job was almost two years wow yeah yeah correct yeah, and I mean, I do believe that there's there's a lot of injustice and inequality in the world. Mm. And I, as cliche as it sounds, I do believe that the world can be a better place. La, if mm. only people were uh, more caring or more giving, and if there was just more equal distribution of resources. Mm. Yeah, you know, that, that mm. would really make a lot of difference. Just, just you know, yeah, be more it's, giving. It's yeah. not the case where it's like, the world doesn't have enough to Yeah, the there's population. more than enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just need to distribute it more mm. evenly. Yeah, so that's why I felt like um, this was something that I wouldn't mind spending um, more of my youth while I still have the time and energy and while I still don't have as much commitments to mm. pay for that I can go into this sector. Mm. Then do you consider, uh, like besides the purpose in terms of like the skills development? Mm, skills development wise I guess I it was also sort of a new change for me because um, this role that I'm currently in it's sort of like part of it is doing uh, fundraising like so um, I do relationship management like mm. you know how banks got their RMs so oh, sort like of like account I'm, managers yeah, yeah so I'm sort of like an account manager so, so I have like a pool of donor accounts under me which I have to um, nurture, service, engage, and basically grow their giving. Mm. Yeah, but that's that's a bit of a challenge for me from the start, especially because I'm I'm quite an introvert actually. Mm. So like things like <coughs> trying to engage donors, you know, and try and like build relationships with like strangers essentially at mm. first was mm. quite daunting for me lah. Mm. Yeah, so I think that was a skill set that was challenging from the start, but I guess I had to learn to develop it mm. through the job. Yeah, I remember when yeah. you first joined, then you were te- then we were asking you, oh, how's your new job? You were telling us about like all these difficulties. All the anxieties I was yeah. feeling, right? Oh, yeah. suddenly four years already. Right? Yeah. <laughs> then for yourself, I don't know whether you mind answering this, but like when you're moving from that private to this, mm. in terms of your pay, was there a drop or was yes. it were they able to match? Or 
Uh, okay, but cause the the thing was that when I first applied for the job, I was at a certain pay, and then while I was going through the interview, I got a promotion at my mm, events job. Mm. So when they offered me this current company, when they offered me, I told them like, oh, you know, I got a pay raise and a promotion actually, mm. so I'm I'm emphasize higher, higher expected, salary now. Yeah. yeah, so can you pay me more? Mm. Uh, then back then my then boss was telling me like, uh, um, like no, maybe, but we can see. Like, when you come in and how well you do, then maybe you'll go from there mm. to adjust later. Did they? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> are you? Un- until much later. Yeah. <laughs> but are you later. are you at the... Right now, after four years, are you at the same level as where you were? No, I'm higher already. Like. Oh, higher. Yeah, okay, okay. Like I mean, four level, years already. Like, yeah. So... I mean, because uh, I, I, I wouldn't know, like, what's the... Like, it's very hard to... to, to, to think about the disparity also. Mm. Yeah, like, probably, like, for your same skill set that you're, what you're doing right now, mm. the kind of work you're doing now, if you go to the private, will it be a substantial... Or, like, does it mean yeah. market rate? Or, like, your your value, your value of, of work. Yeah. Mm. When you in private, will it be, mm. like, 20-30%? You could I have easily so earned 20-30% like, yeah, more. I, I do think my peers definitely are earning at least 20-30% more. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Well, so, I guess... Yeah, sorry. Oh. Wait, what's your question? I know you can oh, say okay, shit. <laughs> oh, what's my question? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, which point... Like, let's say when you reach a stage of your life where, you know, maybe... Because right now, um, pay doesn't seem to be that mm. big of a... Uh, it's not the key factor for Mm-mm. you uh, when it comes to your work. Then, what if you reach a point in your life, you know, with family commitments, then, you know, the salary that you draw becomes a bigger issue and becomes top of mind. Will you go back to, like... And then any charity, yeah, because like charities might not be able to help you, you know, Pay provide for your family, yeah. uh, I might, but maybe <laughs> like I'll still want to do something that's like you know maybe going to the CSR department mm. of a private company, okay. you know. So I'm yeah. still sort of like in touch with that area, mm. like helping yeah, for profit helping. companies channel their resources. Yes, correct, okay. correct, yeah. Oh wow, we about be, it. That would be ideal, la. but yeah. to be honest, very few companies have specific CSR departments. Mm. Usually sometimes a CSR is like someone else has to do that that side. It's a CCA or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, usually like HR, HR will be the one pushing for it. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. my company do have specific CSR initiatives, but they are not something that they will spend the whole year planning out different CSR. Mm. It's usually like one-off or a period with certain with more things happening mm, mm, and mm. stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But actually what's interesting is I guess I mean part of like my work and like kind of campaigns that we're running or like what we're observing in the rest of the world in the business world is that businesses are trying to tie their solutions and products to doing good for the world. And I don't know mm, how much mm. of it is just uh you know greenwashing for sustainability yeah. so mm. do you know they're just trying to like pitch their solution because you know with all the backlash against the tech companies how they are harmful for people mm. blah 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 mm. so now people are like realizing hey actually we gotta make it seem like our product is good for the world uh. mm. so i don't know how much of it is that lah but mm. there is this movement of business trying to channel their uh like to show that what they're developing is doing good for the world mm. so i guess in terms of healthcare that's pretty obvious like, what they can do mm. you know in terms of research cancer research just doing good for the world like. mm. but you know other companies like I guess if you talk about uh, electric cars <laughs> they're also trying to frame themselves as companies that are doing good because they are like uh, creating sustainable transport mm. so I mean there's the world is trying to move towards um, 
looking at how they can do more for the mm-hmm. world, I suppose, like businesses, even though they are for profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite funny when like, you look at like the oil and gas industry. <laughs> yeah, It's the way they try to position themselves. Yeah, and sometimes it's like a bit far-fetched like talk about like doing good for the world and stuff like that and then you're like remember that oil spill that happened <laughs> that the people are still cleaning up after today you know I think BP was one of the yeah mm. one of the examples where wow, they had this huge oil spill many like, years ago mm, what millions or billions and to clean and up apparently it's still they're still cleaning up after wow. 10 years or stuff like that and they're still paying that like a few million dollars a year mm. yeah, in fines. And for... actually, it's all the vulnerable communities along the coast that suffer mm. from the effects of all these oil spills also, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But I, I think like the greenwashing thing, uh, I think my company also, they're trying to avoid it. Lah. So I think a lot of companies, they are also aware that you cannot just say mm. as lip service, like mm. you have to show it. And if you don't have the numbers to show it, you shouldn't be talking too much about it. Mm. Yeah. And it's quite funny. You remember a few years ago there was the Pepsi advertisement the after Kendall the Black Lives Is it? Kendall the Black Lives Movement. The, the Coke to yeah, a police yeah. officer. Yeah. And then like suddenly, oh, racism is fixed. <laughs> Basically, that's what the ad is <laughs> yeah. saying. La. And people were very quick to call them out. La. Mm. The, the ad. I don't know whether they put, took it down. I don't know. I remember I it was the, remember. the, the model be, got the backlash. Yeah. She's one of the Kardashians. Oh. What? Yeah. But it's quite interesting. Uh, like all the the greenwashing or like trying very hard companies trying very hard to to show but I cause at the end of the day companies are all majority of companies are f- for profit right mm. they're there to exist to, yeah. to earn money yeah. and uh, I guess a lot of them now is trying to have that angle of like while we are earning money we are also doing good <laughs> la. yeah. which I don't think it is oh, it has to be mutually exclusive mm. yeah mm. so but then sometimes it's also a bit weird that they beat their chest about it but like they're earning good money about it mm. yeah so that's like some, a bit of like what's it called hippo it's a hypocrisy. bit hypo, hypo, yeah, yeah, hypo, yeah. hypocrisy yeah when it comes to things like this mm. I mean there are also nowadays a lot of those companies that are for female empowerment oh yeah right yeah. like oh, they remind me of the what Gillette the shaving yeah. that the men yeah, yeah. I don't remember. No, there was there was this they made an ad about guys being like uh calling out women or whatever, then they're like, that's not cool. C- calling? Calling out women. Not basically toxic masculinity behaviors. Uh, or like basically feminism. I think like guys you shouldn't be doing this to girls or like cat calling mm. girls or whatever. Then other guys are like oh, calling I remember them we had this like, conversation. It's not cool. It's not cool. And then so, like there's this huge backlash from the community because they feel like they're force feeding that. Moral high ground. Moral, yeah, that that morality, morality on, like the males, which are actually your target audience, and mm. then you're like, telling guys like, hey, you should act better. Mm. Which, yeah, which. I thought it was okay actually initially, but I can also understand why. People, I think people are just very tired with all these messages being forced down their throat. I think it was during the Me Too period. Yeah, it's the Me Too period. Yeah, actually, yeah, so it's quite a number of years the, ago. Actually, the the ad was just it was selling shavers, right? And then it was um it's just like a series of like quick cuts, I guess, about um certain male behavior that, you know, puts women in danger, like mm. calling women mm. or whatever. And then they're trying to frame it like uh we can like do guys better. should be calling guys out also. Yeah. You and know? we can do better yeah. kind of thing. So I think it was like quite divided because I remember seeing uh-huh. on Twitter, then the women were all like, Wow, Gillette, like great job. Like, you know, you're finally calling it out. Mm-hmm. And then your men were like, 
you know, like what he said, lor. Like, I just like, want to shaver. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, they're like, you're, uh, I'm your target audience and you are putting me down. Like, <laughs> like what the okay, hell is going I, I can, on? I can yeah. see why guys yeah. would be against it. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, th- I thought there's some, some of this, like, Hypocrisy. Oh, yeah. how do we get there? Oh, talking about doing good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doing good. yeah. So how many years do you think, or actually it depends on like which stage of your life you are at before yeah. you you know make any moves? Yeah. How, how, uh, what's that word? How's, how long do people usually stay in this kind of organization? Do you think? I'm sure there are people who stay very long, what's but the what's the turnaround? Turnaround. Is it turnaround? Attrition? The turnover. 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 Sorry. Turnover. 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 What's the turnover rate usually? Uh, you okay. see, uh, based on your experience. In my current company, um, I don't know because we all have a three-year contract. Actually, mm. yeah, everyone has a, including my national director, has a three-year contract. Um, so I guess generally, if people want to leave, they usually will leave at the three-year mark, or mm. whenever the is a next renewal uh, So like maybe six-year mark or what. Yeah, um, but I do have colleagues who have been here for like 10, 15 years. Like so after the work. three years contract, will there be another contract or is it more like... It's just a renewal. So you renew every three years. So three years, three years, three years. Yeah. So every time you... So but you have to leave with... In mo- no, no, in but the- actually like the contract thing also, it's not that like it's binding or anything. Ah. So you can leave before then or okay, like, nothing okay. happens to you. It's just, I guess, also a mental thing. Yeah, like mentally, like, you know, you maybe want to stay... To complete at least your contract, your contract. Oh, and then it's yeah. like you complete your contract. Got any bonus or not? Uh, uh no, <laughs> <laughs> no. It's yeah, that contract is really just a yeah, yeah. But mentally, actually, that whole three year contract thing did keep me going also. Cause oh. I think at the so start, so now you are locked in for another three years. Mm, <laughs> locked in, not really. But you like say it's not really lah, right? Yeah, not really lah. La. Yeah, la. not really lah. It's just that the terms of your employment will last for these three years mm, la. Correct, correct. Yeah, okay. yeah, then usually it gets renewed lah, unless you're really like terrible. Mm. No, but if you're really terrible, you won't even pass like the probation period la, mm. of like six months. Mm. Yeah. So have you had anybody who was terrible? Before? Are you the one who said before there was some guy who was just terrible? There was a guy who did not make it past probation but he was really terrible la. so he was terrible in what sense he was not giving enough uh, <laughs> what was that, what was that? Like, he's not giving enough I don't know like what yeah. would we what his would heart we... is a little bit black he just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know he's a little bit evil <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, no not so dramatic <laughs> his heart was not in a good place <laughs> <laughs> in the charity <laughs> uh, no la like he was just bad his job la like he couldn't really um he was like in our IT department so like he he wasn't very good like fixing problems or like um things like also I think like like sometimes when we go over to his desk to ask him questions what, then we can see like oh he has a mobile phone propped up there he's like playing game oh my god <laughs> yeah mm. then sometimes you can hear him making like personal call on the work phone oh my god and he talks damn loudly so the whole office can hear him <laughs> wow yeah that's damn low EQ also eh <laughs> like, so he's basically doing yeah. his own stuff la, not yeah, really yeah, doing yeah, work yeah. not really able to contribute yeah properly. not not a productive employee mm. yes. but his heart is not black la. okay <laughs> <laughs> was in the right place after all. Ah, uh, I guess. <laughs> the brain black only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about like, like I, I think it's about like meaningful work. La. You find whatever you're doing. Mm. I mean, that's the, also the preconception I have is that I think people who, who usually work, who apply and work for a non-profit uh, tend to find their work 
more meaningful. There's that sense of job satisfaction. Uh, if you take away the money portion or like when money is not a, as much of a factor, I feel like people in those jobs, they will find more meaning and probably feel happier in that sense. I'm just curious, like, then the, what about the rest of us, you know? Like, what, what about you? Actually, my question would be, to frame it would be like, we should like, ask each of us, what gives you the most satisfaction in your job? Mm. I think they make the like, you know, meaningful yeah the most satisfaction like what makes you satisfied in your job Kenneth we can go first thank you <laughs> what was that <laughs> what kind of lousy hosting is that <laughs> you can go first thank you <laughs> kind of shitty ass hosting uh, it has been two months <laughs> I don't know it's been a while uh, in my previous place I, I okay so if I just break it down, uh, I'll probably go on a ramble from from here. But uh, I think money was quite okay. It was very comfortable. Uh, yeah, it was good. Oh my God, the creaking of the door. <laughs> yeah, it was quite good. And uh, I don't have to worry about how I spend my money. And I was still able to save. I'm not like the like, like super rich, like some banker who's mm-hmm. earning tens and thousands of dollars every month. Uh, but uh, it's good enough to to have a comfortable living and to have uh, yeah, good savings and so I don't have to worry that aspect of my life yeah, which is really nice la, to be honest because your, all your basic needs are more or less met yeah. mm-hmm. then in terms of the work that I do uh, I think the other factor is probably whether I'm having fun but it's also very vague like what's considered fun right so Mm, in some sense I guess I do uh, in some ways agree with the vision of or the mission of what the company organization wants to achieve or what is your former do. former job yeah. right okay so so in because if it's totally not aligned I don't think I would have stayed so long lah, right so so I think there's some alignment in that uh, sometimes we can call it propaganda <laughs> But I, at least there's still some alignment. La, yeah. Uh, fun in terms of the day-to-day work. Like, because um, I still make videos, right? Mm. I just try to figure out like the ways that we can showcase uh, of, uh, something that we do or like the people that we meet. Uh, I still find fun in those areas. Like trying to think of ways to, to, to communicate that to the, to the general public. Yeah. So I think like these factors kind of like put together. Like I don't think I am excited about work, which is something that I thought I could, I would be if I go full time into making videos. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, I feel like to a certain extent, I see work as just work. Hmm. Yeah, because I think when I was younger, I do have that idea of like wanting work to be my passion or like something that really drives me because at the end of the day you think about it you're gonna spend majority of the time in your life remaining life working right so you also want work to be something uh, that you care you can care about properly rather than just treating it as something that you are earning money from yeah so but over time as you grow older maybe became, I mean I guess you can say become more mature or you become more jaded, jaded. <laughs> with with this idealistic perspective of what work should be and uh, I think 
nowadays is about finding that sweet spot lah. Yeah. Because mm. I think for me also, nowadays my priorities, although I, we don't have kids or whatsoever, but priority is still about like me being able to spend time on things that I want to do or enjoy doing. Mm. Yeah. So it, ne- it doesn't necessarily, need, I do not necessarily need to seek that kind of uh, satisfaction from work. Mm. Yeah. I could get it from other places. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know whether that answer kind of answered the question. Yeah. Mm. So uh, your main satisfaction is the pay? <laughs> <laughs> I think just not, not, not worrying. So for me, I, I guess my benchmark is like I don't have to worry about money mm. um, and I think that's like a very relative term la. everybody has an amount mm. that they, that they feel like I, comfortable. Yeah, so yeah. comfortable with mm. uh, I think generally I feel like I feel like I need to be learning mm. one way or another I feel like I'm growing as that's a, as a like you're still being challenged person, mm. yeah. I'm not going to be bored also ma. so yeah. that's so that's the reason why I leave la, left mm. my, my previous organisation because I, I don't think I'm growing and learning new things yeah and uh, I guess the third one is I guess um, being interested in the work that they do la. Mm. Yeah. so it still has some um, alignment with the skills that you are keen to develop even mm. in your private life mm. right like these are kind of yeah. aligned with your hobbies Correct. in mm. a way yeah. yeah so yeah so like my work I don't right now I don't need to edit videos as, at, at least for now because we will engage people to do it uh, but I still I, I think it's more like using some of the skill sets lah. like when you talk, talk about content and making writing stories feature stories or like making videos or like infographics it's all about like that that the thought process of like what is mm. what do you want to say mm. what do you want to communicate mm. what's the mm. best way to do it and how do you do it in a way that is maybe uh, eye-catching yeah, impactful yeah. maybe through mm. emotions or through certain mm. other mm. other ways to do it yeah mm. So I think, yeah, that's how I feel. Like even, so now, like my company is uh, is into renewable energy. So there's also that whole sustainable, like doing good for the, for for the, the world. world and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, but like you look at it as like, that's the narrative they're trying to build. Lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's still about profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they are beholden to, to the investors, mm-hmm. to the people who buy their shares, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so how so, does it feel to work for a profit for a profit organization compared to you know the public sector? Mm, I feel like public sector sometimes. Uh, I would say when we do certain things, when we push out certain content and stuff like that, they are not very focused. The KPI is not very KPI driven. Yeah, you kind of just put it out there and hope that you generally improve improve the image of your company. Yeah. organization yeah your, your organization that's how I felt for quite a while la. yeah like you don't know whether you're moving the needle so called mm. yeah and you you just hope that things are yeah like good and but then it's yeah. also in some way like the nature of whether comms and marketing is key interest to that organization Mm. No, I guess for like for profit, maybe it matters more because marketing marketing will in, impact how you know potential customers view your products, mm. and hence there is more value placed on that role in the company. Mm. So maybe then like it's more capable. But you, if you think about it, uh, like government organization, 
if you are like a day to day consumer, right? Like you don't Singaporean. really, yeah, you don't really uh want a product from the government. Mm. You just mm-hmm. want things to work, mm-hmm. right? Like so if I want to pa- renew my passport, I want it to be fast. <laughs> I want it to get. I want to just get it done. And I want to get out of it. You know, like I, I, if I go police, I want the police to be there for me. The fi- I call ambulance, ambulance is there. You know, yeah. But when it comes to the companies, like the approach is, like consumers, like come, sell me what you yeah. have. You know, make me interested. Like, yeah, they don't need me. Yeah, so I think the 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 thought process on how you how general consumers or general Singaporeans see businesses and see government organizations can be quite different. Oh. And that also affects uh, whether what you do when you're in <coughs> either or affects the general public that much. Yeah. Because mm. I, I guess basically is that there's no demand for the government. For the government mm. related. <laughs> but for private, there's some demand. La. Like I have money to spend. Right. What, what can like, I spend I, on? I want to, you know, buy a... Yeah buy skincare mm-hmm. like sell it to me yeah, right? yeah yeah you want to have you want to know more about everything mm. before you make a decision yeah but government organization is more like transactional like yeah, let me get on my life uh, let me do this and move on mm. so I think there's that different approach la. and yeah. when it comes to comms there's also different emphasis in some ways yeah. I, I would think so yeah what about I think you? we segue eh, not segue digress <laughs> we never turn around what turn around What's going on? Wait, so wait, what, what kind of satisfaction I derive from my job? Yes. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. I guess I also kind of buy into that propaganda. So I've also considered like working in the private sector and then public sector. What if one day I move from public to private, right? And then like I'm just helping people get rich, mm. you know? And then like it's... But then whereas if I work for public, at least I can kind of a belie- like yeah, like contributing to the nation. To the, to the community. Yeah, correct. Like I'm doing something for Singapore, right? At the end of the day, whatever I do is for Singapore. So mm. there is like a wider um, mission, I guess, or like a meaning to it. Yeah. You know, whereas like for any you know, for-profit organization, then a company, then it's just like... You're doing it for the CEO. Yeah. And then like, I don't know, mm. I guess like if you do well, the company does well, then you get better bonuses. But it also feels, I don't know, a bit meaningless in a, in a way mm. I don't know because I haven't been there so I also don't know la. I'm just making assumptions but those are like my considerations so I guess one of the satisfaction would be that that kind of base layer of like you know what at least I'm doing something for Singapore whatever mm. <laughs> um, and then another part I guess the satisfaction that I do get in my current organisation is that it's challenging me so mm. I'm still learning so at the end of the day, I guess the key thing is that I'm still learning. Mm. So I mean, and that's wholly selfish. And that's like my own personal gain from the role. Because mm. um, like doing it for the nation is actually just at the back of my mind. Uh. Mm. Um, but yeah, but the key fact is that I'm still learning. Uh. So the satisfaction I get, uh, at least I'm, even though I'm not really, it's not really uh, 100% what I enjoy to do, but at least I'm learning something new. I get to do new, do new things, explore new things mm. and you know, develop. Uh, and then hopefully make myself more marketable and... Yeah, make my LinkedIn look better, whatever. So at least that's that satisfaction I draw from it. Mm-hmm. So that's my current satisfaction. There are like some... Mm, I mean like the, the... I think maybe we also feel like... I feel like maybe the way we frame private companies <laughs> that they're always just doing for profit. Uh, 
I, I, okay, it's, it's a very simplistic view of a company. Mm. Because a company can be doing, like creating a product that would change the world for the yeah, better. Yeah, sure. And yeah. still, and yeah, like, and still can earn a lot of money good, kind of. because yeah, people yeah, realize, yeah. hey, look. That true yeah. business. Yeah, like yeah. for example, Microsoft, I would say that actually this, they are earning a lot. They are a very rich company, but like their software development is the reason why, you know, the, the world is so technologically advanced in the past or like ha- have advanced so much in the past, I don't know, few decades. Yeah, I mean, people can argue that maybe without Microsoft, there will be another company, la, but mm. at least they are taking that, that mm. lead and uh, in some ways they are doing good mm. because that also enables a lot more systems to be built. Yeah, like space exploration. Mm. Yeah, and when if you can optimize a lot of things using computer, actually you also can have a lot of impact to developing worlds. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. In some ways, yeah, lah, but sometimes you also want you're also wondering, is it is it am I like drinking some Kool-Aid? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just trying to make myself feel better. Because we live in a capitalist society, what I mean yeah. that's how like we make our living also. Mm. So, I mean, I, I guess we just have to do what we need to do to make ourselves feel better <laughs> about being alive. I don't know. <laughs> it also reminded me of, uh, I don't know whether I shared this before. Like, so I I was in high flux for a month, right? Mm. Then I quit. I think, have I shared this? I, mean, I, high flux. I think you have. I yeah. remember hearing about so, high flux. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Joanne that, has heard it. I would yeah. know. <laughs> Number one fact, and we got call you up, call out to you before. Yeah, shout, out, call out. <laughs> call, shout out, call out. Call out, I shout out, not call out. <laughs> Joanne is actually a... <laughs> you will not believe this. <laughs> Top five things. Number three will blow your mind. Anyway, the point is... <laughs> oh my God, the point is that, uh, yeah, when, when I was... I was in this position after like that one incident where I had to choose work over my own personal um, mm. things that I want to do. Mm. Then I kind of like re-evaluate what do I really want to want out of work. Yeah. And at the time, I feel like I really like making videos and like going to this company. Sure, I'll learn things and grow, but mm. are those things... Um, do, this, do those things matter to me? Mm. Like, do I want to grow as a project manager? Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, do I want to give my 110% to this company that maybe, at the end of the day, I don't really care too much about mm. what they do. Yeah. So that kind of re- made me re-evaluate what I really want out of work. Like your evaluation criteria. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And because I guess in some ways, I was also... Uh, I, I wasn't aware, but I was kind of being peer pressured in some ways, seeing all my uh, peers... Do better. Not say do better, but like getting a job in the engineering industry or whatsoever, or like being in a management trainee scheme. And I felt, in some ways, I felt like this is the path I needed to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regardless of whether I like making videos or not. Mm-hmm. I, I, at the point, I also didn't think too much about making videos full time. Like I did enjoy doing it, but... At the moment, I didn't felt like I was good enough to go down mm. such things. Mm-hmm. So after that incident, I right after that incident that made that made me choose work over like my friend's uh what do you call it farewell farewell lah at the like sending oh, him I off remember. at the airport yeah, yeah see hearing about it yes. yeah. second I, time I was so <laughs> yeah on podcast <laughs> I remember the the feeling I still can remember feeling today like at the moment I was very dejected because when I spoke to my mom. And my sis, they are like, how are you going to 
Like I, I would say I want to quit mm-hmm. and I want to, you know, maybe join a production house and earn lesser, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I will, that is the path I want to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember my mom and sis being very disappointed at me. Because firstly, they f- in that moment, from their perspective, it's like, you like, you don't know how to like take oh, a bit of uh, like a bit of hardship yeah. and you want to leave already, uh, you know? This is your first job, three months, three weeks in and you want to quit. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't feel right. Because today it's like, you know, you stay and see how one or two mm-hmm. years and see how. They were very disappointed in my approach. Mm-hmm. La. Yeah. And I was like, no, the passion will drive me. Uh. That's my <laughs> mind. My mind is thinking. That's what I thought. So, yeah. It's only true talking to my dad friend. He is actually the... He owns a bar. It, they renamed it. You no, know, last time there's this like one 1925 brew, oh, brewing company. This guy called Ivan. Uh, I actually, the funny story is I knew him when uh, he and his then, I guess, fiance, they were performing at uh, Beer Market. You know, Beer Market used and to Kupke? be. Yeah, 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 I think I don't think it's there anymore, right? It's know. the one that they have a TV, then they'll show the price. Yeah. Then at a certain timing, the price will drop. I, I remember seeing it. Have we ever been? It was I quite gimmicky. I, I don't think we have been, but yeah. I yeah. So, so I think we, that's one of the places we, me and my friends enjoy, used to enjoy going after like exams or whatever. So we met them there. La. So so that's how we got to know them because we were the only ones entertaining them. But <laughs> we would draw like what are the songs we want. Oh, oh, and it's oh like share it la, kind of like share it. It's such an yeah. extrovert thing. Eh. Like, yeah. we we'll just be like drinking up beer. <laughs> <laughs> then the extrovert like, oh, yeah. we're like, we're like, yeah. <laughs> 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 but then we'll be like, yeah. we're just talking about yeah. ourselves, yeah. drinking a yeah. beer, like, oh, nice music. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I remember at that time, before he opened that, that restaurant, uh, he had a hard time with a startup that he was working on. Yeah, so I saw his, Facebook post before about how he feel very, in some ways like sort of defeated because of the heart and sweat that pour into this venture with some mm. of his friends like two or three years later and it didn't work out and mm. you like you're at a like low point and he, how he talked about how he tried to pick himself up after that lah. so when I text him so I, I thought that he would be the best person to to reach out to because mm. uh, he is like Chasing what he believes in and wants to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's not really down like a standard corporate route. You know. Mm. So when I reached out to him, I remember very clearly that the key takeaway I had from him was that, you know, passion uh, is always, uh, what's that word? Uh? Good Romanticized. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh, love for passion. Yeah. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah. You know. <laughs> And then someday you will you will be up there, you know, yeah, enjoying your fruits of labor. But like, that's not always true, yeah. mm. Like, like out of ten people who yeah. who chase their passion, yeah. a few will be extremely successful. The rest will be mediocre, sort mm. of. Yeah. So so he suggests he's the one who suggested that I should take up a job that is uh good paying, if you can, and uh, and um, what do you call that? Good paying and um can yeah, like you save up. Let you save up. And at the same time, use your free time to do what you love to do. Because he said that ultimately what really uh differentiates someone who just wants to do things for passion and uh someone who really wants to push further is how long you keep at it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea is more like you being more disciplined mm. and still chasing what you you want to do. 
yeah despite you having lesser time and it's about you keep going at it and keep doing it and over years you you become more of an expert yeah you get really good at what you are able to do and then that's where you can start marketing your skills mm. upwards lah yeah mm. so that's why i joined a government <laughs> so that's that right after that i was kind of like realized okay then if really making videos and stuff or video related work is kind of the things i want to do then um let me take that approach lah. Mm. i should find a job that is uh stable and can go home early because mm-hmm. my previous that in high flux they were making i was going home at 11 12 lah. my upper study was going home at 2 3 a.m which that's crazy. Yeah. No so thanks, basically, bro. you have to give your like hundred and ten percent of your life. Yeah. So after that, I look literally for government organizations. I was applying to a lot of government places. Yeah. And mm. yeah. And at the time, I, I can't say that stereotype is true, lah. Not all government organization you get to go home on time. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thankful. <laughs> I was thankful that my 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 place did lah. Mindef did lah. Yeah. But I will also have to say that caveat to say that not all Mindef departments have oh. the same kind of lifestyle. La. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. over time, as I was doing it, uh, I I, I guess I got too comfortable. Mm. Like, like you are comfortable, you're earning money, you can go home. So I started to you take it easy. I started making, I made a bit of videos, but like kind of chill. But I think what pushed me a bit further was um, actually this uh, guy from my ICT. Yeah, he is also an entrepreneur. For some reason, I keep meeting that inspire me, I guess. But uh, at that time, he was trying to sell his company. And uh, I talked to him about like me enjoying videos, making videos, and try to do it on my own. Yeah, but I also had some I had doubts like, oh, yeah, but you know, sometimes I like, do a bit and see how it goes. And he's the one who kind of like told me like, oh, man, maybe you should just do more. Maybe you should consider uh, making a video every, week. every day or something mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, like if you don't keep doing at it, you're just time is just gonna pass, right? Mm. Yeah. So I realized like, oh shit, like he's right lah. Cause like I shouldn't just be if I really want to further this whole video production journey, then I should um I should be more disciplined in it lah. Mm. Yeah. Rather than giving myself excuses to why I'm not making videos more frequently. Yeah, which I was giving myself that lah. So after after that, I actually started making videos every week. Yeah, and I for initially I just gave myself the challenge of ten weeks. Yeah, and I managed to hit the ten weeks, ten week. And after that, I was like, you know what? I feel like I enjoyed this process because I felt like I was spending my time, my free time, a bit more meaningfully compared to just going home and play game and then next day rinse and repeat mm. and then weekend just chill playing game and, and mm-hmm. uh, playing game is just wasting time, lah, right? Hey. Uh, no. I, I, to, uh, no, okay, okay. Go for mental health. Yeah. yeah. It, play, so, so, okay. okay. I, I, I'm not, I'm on your side, guys. <laughs> I'm a gamer. I'm on your side. Yeah. Stardew Valley. Yeah, Stardew Valley. Yeah. Excessive playing, excessive playing. That's what I mean. Like playing it, to, to. There was a period, right, that Joanne was yeah, really yeah. into a game. Oh, yes. <laughs> then you get Nyam. Yeah, what's new? Like, do you get like sick for playing too much? Oh like, yeah, I did. Being like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Cause once once I get addicted to it, right, I will play like until late into the night. Then go to sleep. Then sleep really wake up play again. <laughs> <laughs> then only take breaks to like eat shower. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of gamers will relate to that. <laughs> Shout out to all gamers. Joanne is a gamer is right for the club. Yeah. <laughs> no, but 
I feel like Stardew Valley. Yeah. 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 Hospital. Yeah, people play some intense games and <laughs> she's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> cutting <laughs> trees. Yeah, cut the crops. <laughs> Fighting random slimes in the <laughs> cave. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Yeah, uh, so actually, after that, all these uh, are doing it more frequently. I mean, like, even today, like, I, after doing all these things, I can't say that I'm. Like, I have the same drive. But, okay, before that, once I quit, right, my job and look for a government job, I think that was a month of three months of, like, break. Break because that three months I was looking for a job. <laughs> yeah, I quit without finding a new job first. Great. Yeah, and I mean, at that time, I had, I had nothing to lose except for money in my bank. It was wow. so pathetic, <laughs> though. Like, just before the day I got my first pay from from my new organization, right? The day before, my bank account literally have like 20 cents. <laughs> yeah. This was after oh high flux. After high flux. I was, I was leaving off money I earned from IPPT. <laughs> oh so I, I need to get that IPPT. I need money. <laughs> then that, that, that year, I think that it was that year I managed to get a goal. That's wow. like for $400. <laughs> yeah, it's $400. Then I remember, right? The, how I found out I got 20 cents because I, I went to grocery shopping. Then I went to buy some stuff. Then I remember I had like $20 left or something like that. So after I tapped out the debit card, I was like, eh, oh shit, I don't know whether I can pay or not. <laughs> because I was like, what if they reject me? Then it's so pricey, right? That your bank do not have enough money. So I tapped really, I said, eh, can go, transaction can go through, eh. I still have money, man. Then I went to the ATM, I inserted, I said, check your balance, eh. <laughs> 20 cents, eh. <laughs> yeah, then right after that, next day, the pay came in. Yeah. I was living in, po- okay, lah, not, not, I'm, it's not like I was living in poverty, but like, yeah, that was how much money I had mm. left just before I started work again. Yeah. But I remember that feeling, the sense of like, feeling excited about life for some reason. Like, I feel like, when I wake up, I feel excited. I feel happy. Yeah, I'm, I, like, I've made the decision to, oh, to do something. I don't know. I always talk about 20 cents. No. I suddenly got meaning no. in life. And no. the money came in. <laughs> yeah, but I, was, I felt like really excited that I was... Like, I'm no, I don't have to like live by the society's expectations. Mm. Yeah, of course, for a moment, and when I was at High Flux, once I got in, I knew that if I stay on and I did well... I will have a good career in high flux mm, mm, at that time. Mm. <laughs> now it's like, mm. but at that time I felt like ago. I could I could rise lah because I know that I could perform. I, yeah, I have that confidence in myself. Yeah, but what's the point I'm trying to make? I don't know. Uh, uh, Maybe we should like ask Joanne now. <laughs> <laughs> no wait. So so no. So I felt I felt very I felt very alive. For some reason, yeah, that I was able to. Oh, yeah, the point was that I felt that I got my job. You know, I did well in my job. Uh, I don't have to worry about that. Money is okay. It's, they don't pay that well, but like, I know that my future is kind of secure. Uh, like, I remember thinking that all I need left in my life is a girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> oh my God, I remember this. Yeah. Wait, he said this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cannot be repeating your story. <laughs> Maybe you got new listeners who haven't listened to episode one. You know? Was it episode one? Maybe yeah, I think about passion. Oh, the, uh, the first episode yeah. is like passion or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then right after that I felt like more alive. Like even though I wasn't really doing much, like I was waking I was watching a lot of running men <laughs> during that three months. Yeah. And then uh I was I was like trying to write and I was trying to think of scripts, lah. Yeah. Mm. And I felt 
a lot a lot more happier about how things are. Wow. But fast forward to Sounds today. But yeah, fast forward to today, like I think my approach has changed. My views and my perspective have changed. Like I I mean you 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 can bluntly put it as I gave up on that dream. Of videos? Of like making video full time. Mm. I can I gave up if you want to look at it from that perspective. But at the same time I guess I also realized that I don't really want to work in a video production company. Mm. Especially in Singapore, the after working with a few companies, you also realize the lifestyles that they have. Mm. Yeah. It's not all Mm. fun and games, lah. Yeah. And it's a lot of late nights. Yeah. Mm. And clients. Wait, if you had gone to a video production company, you would have wanted to be the cameraman or the producer? Producer, director. Director. To move up from there. But in Singapore, like I I would want to make more fictional like story like like maybe the end goal at that time. Okay, so one of the things uh Ivan actually told me to do was to lay out short term and long term goals. Hmm. Yeah. And uh review that every now and then. Hmm. And remember one of the long long term goal was to at the end they possibly see my own name at the credits of a movie, for example. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I but then like you look at Singapore's movie space mm. yeah it's kind of like that few people only and the kind of work that we produce is not very inspiring but I you can also understand why la. I think funding maybe not there mm. yeah so that's why it's also hard for Singapore production to, to do well like even now you look at companies there's no production house that do purely uh, what do you call that like short films that is like I mean, it's Vitsi, quite rare, la. Vitsi is one, although they are kind of like a you know, Vitsi is a platform, a platform also, yeah. But they also uh do their own productions, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah. So Vitsi would be one. I mean, they have like short films, yeah. la. It's yeah. like, and I don't think it's just Singapore. It's like the region, yeah. Like filmmakers. I remember they came in around the time when I was when I just graduated. Mm. It was around the time they were quite they're quite new, like newish, la. Mm. But now they're quite established, la. Yeah, yeah. But I also actually don't really see much content from them. No. Like no sound or no, no. nothing. Not that it's not like things good. we consume. Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. it's like more for, pride, like award winning. Yeah, I see the that's the problem. Is like this sound. This is like they don't earn the money. Oh. Yeah, it's not a sustainable career in just producing content like that. Mm. Usually they have to be doing other things. Mm-hmm. You know, like corporate work, videos. Corporate video. Yeah, Actually, yeah. in Sing- in Singapore, true, true. in Singapore, a lot of the production companies, from my understanding. The ones that are really giving them money is the government, government projects. Yeah. Yeah. Government projects are important to their livelihood. Without government projects, mm. I think a lot of production companies in Singapore won't survive. Yeah. We're the biggest spender. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, long, I yeah, after going through the experience, I also realized like uh maybe that's not the kind of lifestyle I want. La. Yeah. And like it's not as glamorous as you kind of thought. What wait, what's the lifestyle? Production house lifestyle. Oh, production house. But actually, have you worked at a production house before? Even an internship? No. He's a chemical Never. engineer. What? His internship be like what? Oh, you know, that's true. Those kind of shell kind of companies. Yeah. Why you like stereotype? Isn't <laughs> it true though? <laughs> <laughs> true, internship also, but yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I've done internships at video production houses. Mm. Yeah. And um, I mean, it depends on which production house you go to. There are some that actually do quite very interesting and I do think quite meaningful work also. Like they do documentaries on issues mm. like um disabilities mm. or like yeah, like societal issues. Like mm. Not just they just don't do like corporate or government stuff. 
Mm. Kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But do they? constantly be doing producing stuff like that because mm. you also basically to do this you need grants right and to bring out social issues like this the grants comes from maybe non-profit or maybe from those like the msf this <laughs> ministry of what social Home affairs or something no social, social and families or something Oh, uh, social and family is something. It? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I say. <laughs> social and family and something. Yeah, yeah social and <laughs> family and something. <laughs> but, yeah, but okay, so the production house that I was interning in, they did documentaries for CNA. Mm. So they did both local and overseas documentaries. Mm. So some of the documentaries they did was like, I remember they did a series on, um, I think it was called like The Skin We Wear or something. It was Ooh. covering like different... um. Um, profiles of people who suffer from this skin disease la. like basically like um, their skin is very dry and it will just peel mm. off yeah. mm. so they're documenting the struggles things like that oh my god uh, yeah then they also did documentaries on like true crimes mm. covering different um, professions involved in dissecting crime scenes things like that mm. yeah so quite interesting interesting, quite interesting. Yeah. yeah yeah but so yeah my experience with production house I mean I've, I've worked with them I, or from the client side. From the client side, I don't really envy the kind of lifestyle they have, lah. Yeah, and sometimes you also can get burned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah easily. It's crazy. It's the crazy work, the schedules are like crazy. You move around with large amounts of equipment. The kind of yeah. amount of people management you have to do. It's, it's nothing like the kind of fun YouTube video that I run and gun with three person or four mm. person. Yeah, it's very different. And when you want to make the kind of level of production, that's the kind of um number of equipment you have to work with that's the kind of number of people you have to manage mm. on the ground and it's not something that I find fun uh, in terms of production wise mm. yeah so I'm kind of grateful with YouTube as a platform because it allows small creators like me to do just do my own things I mean sure I'm not gonna be a I'm not gonna have a million subscribers and so on but at least I have a very simple platform that that I can even myself go back and visit and watch some of the, oh, my own products I have, have made mm. over over the years. Yeah. So for me right now, I think my approach when it comes to job, like I don't need my work to be totally aligned with my passion. Mm. And right now, I also like the comfortable approach of me having a job that is somewhat related to the skill sets that I like to use. Like being able to mm. look at videos, nitpick on them, how to sharpen videos, how to storyboard, how to write and script certain things that will be a bit more impactful or more interesting. Yeah. Mm. And like on the side, I'm able to do things like podcasts, mm. you know, try out different things. Like making a podcast is just like them random. Like I just want to try, mm. you know, and I can just do because, you know, there's no barriers of entries per se, la, except buying for some buying some equipment and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, and I, th- I think as long as I'm able to have this platform to express myself and to try and to do creative things that I like to do, uh, I think I'm happy. La. I'm contented. La. Mm. Yeah. So in that sense, I don't seek, I don't seek this kind of um, satisfaction from my work. Mm. Yeah. So I guess maybe in some ways, that's what some people do. Like even they're in profit organization, they do a lot on the ground volunteering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I know some people are very big on volunteering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they spend their weekends and so on. And mm-hmm. that's where they find a lot of their satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sadly, the, the thing about a capitalist world is that without money, you cannot help people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
And I think uh, some people's approach is just to have a lot of the money. It's like, I think very interesting. There was this, uh, I, I think it's a Instagram reel or some shit. La. They talk about like, um, people are upset that Elon Musk uh, is earning so much money. And then he's using 44 billion to buy Twitter instead yeah. of feeding the homeless. Yeah, that, like he has so much money and so on. And like, people like, people shouldn't be earning this amount of money, this absurd mm. amount of money. But the person's argument is like, like if someone is genuinely, he, the guy say that he genuinely believed that Elon Musk wants to make the world a better place. He does, he does. Yeah, and like sometimes for people like this, even they are like this maniac or like this mm. genius, yeah, maybe it's okay for him, maybe we should give him that money so that he can put money into places where it matters. Yeah, mm. and like do good for the world in his own way lah. Mm. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Elon Musk, he did have a hoo-ha on Twitter with someone like, I think someone was calling him out about saying like, if he donated X percentage of his wealth, right, then like, he can solve Yeah, the, he can solve like, some poverty problems or something. Then Elon Musk replied saying that, um, if you can really prove that with this amount of yeah. money, you know, all these problems will be solved, that I will do it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think then... So, I think yeah. he was the, is it? It was the UN one or so, right? It was, he, no, he so was it was a UN, UN, UN right. report that came out. I can't remember or water, something It's all like about that. food, la. basically yeah. so solving poverty or solving like food, hunger, or solving hunger. I think it's solving hunger. So they say that as long as they have like $6 billion or something, mm. they can, he will do it. Yeah, they can do it. So Elon Musk is like, like prove it and now, uh, like people are calling him to do it, to donate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for him, it's like, you, if you can show me proper steps that can yeah, be done. Yeah, correct, correct. So I think they tried to have a report to show how the money is spent. Mm. Yeah, but I, I after that I didn't really follow the news already. I didn't. So so I didn't know whether I didn't know whether the report wasn't convincing enough or something. Yeah. But actually, yeah. that makes me think of an interesting question for Joanne because I'm, I mean, when you manage all these relationships and all these different accounts, I'm sure you encounter like rich people. Mm-mm. But then actually, I mean, from what I've heard from you, is like all these rich people are actually donating a significant sum Mm-mm. to the charity, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. So I don't know, just like, if any, like, what can you share? Um, I mean, actually, there are, for our donors, right, you'll be surprised that actually a lot of our big donors might not be very rich themselves, mm. actually. But they really give just a lot of what they have, right? Wow. Yeah, but there are also the really mega donors that they just silently give and they just really trust us to just use mm. their donation in the the projects that we feel are most needful la, and mm. they don't ask us questions or things so like that. So these are like the rich people, yeah, but there are also some that will say like, oh, like, why don't you help people in Singapore instead? Oh, that's usually some of the pushback we get like, when we try to convince them to donate to beneficiaries overseas. Oh. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I guess like, you can please everyone like, at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, we, different people also have... Mm, Different mooring, guiding principles or, like, or? They find different problems to be urgent and important and needs to be fixed. Mm. Yeah, like the priorities are different for different mm. people. Yeah. Mm. Some people feel like, like why you try to solve problems overseas? Mm. Yeah. That locally, we already we have, have problems. starving children. Yeah, yeah, why don't you look at them first? But yeah, la, I mean, yeah, la, you can't please everybody. You also can't do everything. Yeah, that's why you have different organizations focusing on different things. Huh? Mm. And then at the end of the day, it's about if you are guess donating, it's about which cause you feel is most important huh, for you. Mm. 
Yeah. Like just now you're talking about uh like measuring up to your peers. Then I think this relates to what we were talking about at lunch. Because I was just thinking uh. that actually a lot of I mean people who are like at our age, uh I mean we're like thirty or at this uh we've worked like at least six years, they're like already managing teams. Um but then you know like we're not at that stage yet. I don't mm. know whether it's just because of job changes that I've made and then it just mm. the, I, I didn't grow in an organization. Mm. So you don't have a chance. Um, and I guess join your role just doesn't then lend naturally to that or mm, like even my fellow RM who is a manager her designation is manager but she doesn't manage us mm. yeah she doesn't have anyone that she's managing under her it's more of like she's a manager because of her experience mm. yeah her past experience all that. yeah mm. but do you all usually so, have like will you be able to lead a team one day eh, do you want that <laughs> Okay, will I be able to in this current company, in this role that I'm doing? I don't think so. Because I think the only person that would be end up like managing people, like managing us, would be like a director level. Oh. Yeah, and to reach that stage, I don't think like how many years must I be in this company? Yeah, so mm. I don't think I'll be able to. But do I want to also? She's not really. <laughs> like, I'm quite, I'm quite happy just doing like work well myself mm, yeah. and like I think managing people is another whole set of problems that I don't really want to deal with right? mm. yeah. yeah yeah I think yeah I think it's very different skill sets la. yeah yeah but sometimes yeah I think as I work also I also realize like like last time I think when I first started it's just like because you have no work experience you're just learning and just doing right I think there's also value in like spending more time doing things rather than Immediately jumping into managing people. Mm. Yeah. I think I also, for the longest time, I also feel like I just want to care about my own work. Like, mm. like I want to manage people, tell them to do. But then it's like, if they don't do well, then that's what I have to do. Mm. Yeah. But I, I so like, before I left my organization, I had a opportunity to actually kind of like, de- dedicate, de- delicate, not dedicate. Delicate. 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 Oh. Delicate is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I was able to pass some of this uh, work, uh, editing work to some of my NSS like, who are under me. And I felt like I can do more. Oh, because with, you can delegate. Yeah. Mm. Because I don't have to be bogged down by... I mean, sure, I they may not be editing at the level that I, I'm truly... How I would have done it. But... um. Yeah, but I was able to do more, be involved in more projects because I can, a lot of the tedious work has been handed out. So you then, let it go. Yeah. So oh in God, some ways... what we were talking about just now. So in oh. some ways, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so in some ways stuff. you need to... Yeah, you cannot be expecting everybody to be at your standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes also like, yes, you have standards of this, but maybe your other standards are not as good, you know, mm. you know, as high standards as others. Yeah. Like, we were, like some of our friends were saying that like, like they're managing people then like some of the issues they face is like oh I mean it's so much easier if I can do yeah, it because yeah, yeah. then I don't have to I, I don't have to like I mean when you guide somebody it takes time and effort right and then they don't mm-hmm. perform up to your standard I can do it in half the time that they can it's faster if I do it myself so they don't delegate mm-hmm. so they find it hard to let go mm-hmm. then your bosses they tell them you need to let it go then we're like saying like male and female <laughs> bosses the difference then it seems like you know it seems easier for you to let it go <laughs> Like, of course, you're really not detailed. Already. So, no, no, so, so I, I think. In some ways. Yeah. Okay, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm thinking that maybe why I was able to let it go is because I don't feel uh, 
Oh, you don't care. I don't. Not say don't care, but I don't tie the. I don't tie my work to how I value myself as a person or as a worker. Oh. Yeah. So like, because I don't feel like I. In some ways, I don't. Uh, treat it as I own the work that I do. Mm. I I'm. It's my boss's work. Okay. I am helping him to get there. Okay. Yeah. So and I'll do my best. And if let's say at the end they're not happy with the work or whatever, it's not my problem. Yeah. So you don't see it as a reflection of your personal worth or yes. standards. Yes. Yes. So that's why he can like, oh, whatever. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> right. okay. Wow. I, I think if I do reach a manager level, I'll be sort of maybe a bit of the micromanager. I'm so scared yeah. I will be. Like. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like whenever I do work, like, I just want to I want to do my best lah. Mm, yeah. Mm. And I feel like sometimes I if I had to delegate work because I don't really trust. Mm, so I think like being able to, to trust your yeah, subordinate to be an issue. Yeah, so. Something to learn lah. Yeah. So, so that's a, a bit like uh, <laughs> I want to bring her Yvette's driving. What? It's like what if, you, if you are scared of driving then you don't drive <laughs> then you don't get better. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So but if, if you want to be more confident in your driving, you have to drive more, which puts you in a very uncomfortable it's just position. Like was talking about, right? What? Like, how about her boss say that she needs to learn to let it go yeah. so that the subordinates can learn, learn yeah, and yeah. make mistakes and then make they mistakes. learn from the mistakes yeah. and then yeah. it'll be better for her down the road. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like. I feel like yeah. uh, you, know, you have to let it go first and uh, you have to let people grow. Like. I think as a manager, that's part of your job also, yeah, mm. which is to help your people grow. help grow, nurture people to do mm. work better mm. yeah and in the big picture that's how you can contribute more but it yeah. seems so stressful eh? like not just stressful it seems like more work yeah. <laughs> it's more work <laughs> it's more work from the perspective of you you need to be more emotionally engaged mm. in some ways because you have cause to you need beyond to, yourself yeah you have to guide you have to teach you have to be patient Oh, yeah. which I am so not patient. <laughs> you are so not patient. <laughs> <laughs> just recently, yeah. I had to be a buddy oh. to somebody in like my division. Then I, then I keep complaining to Ken. I was like, oh, why is he so slow? <laughs> no, I'm very impatient. She's really very patient. <laughs> okay, so I tried, but you know like, I can't swim. So if I tried to teach you how to swim before, she's like the worst teacher ever. I mean, so, she got so Why like, can't you? Why can't you yeah, do this? she got so fed up at me. She was like, why cannot swim? Just swim lah. <laughs> Like when we were in the pool, la, <laughs> then I was trying to like float and like pedal. <laughs> what an amazing teacher. <laughs> just swim, la, just swim. <laughs> Why can't you swim? You don't learn how to swim. Yeah. Just swim, la. go in the water and swim. Yeah, just stay afloat. <laughs> Enjoy. Never again. <laughs> yeah, never again. So I still cannot swim. Oh my swim. god, you're scarred. You're scarred her from your swimming lesson. Do you know how to swim now? No, I still cannot <laughs> swim. <laughs> oh no, you <laughs> Mm. <laughs> they try one life at a time. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, so you back cannot teach. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, I'm so impatient. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I also realized it again recently. I was like, oh my god, I'm, wow, I need to be more patient. Then I hear mm. from my other colleagues. Then they're like so sympathetic, and then they're like, oh my god, I need to be nicer. Like you know, so like this moment of self reflection, right? Can I? Mm. I was mm. like, you know what? I can't be more patient. This guy is having a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I guess like in some ways, you don't have to force yourself to be that kind of person that needs to be nurturing or whatsoever. La. There's different I mean, kind if, of managers. Yeah, la. La, mm. yeah. And 
I mean, I don't know whether, I mean, if you stay in the corporate world, if you want to stay long and like do well, you may probably rise up to the, to, to be a like, manager kind of role. Lah, which I think actually, to, right? in Eventually. some ways, yeah. in some ways, that's why I think like, for example, in an engineering company, uh, if you're an engineer, actually, my understanding is usually you have a choice to be a technical expert or a manager. Oh. There'll be a point where as a uni grad, lah, like I think at least for Exxon, my understanding is you can go down the more technical route or you want to be a more like manager, then you get exposed to more functions of, different functions of how the company works. Mm. Whereas if you're technical, you focus more on plan running, operations, being a specialist, you can become a lead te- technician, yeah. lead engineer kind of thing. You still may need to do some management with people and stuff like that, but your role won't be so much about as a manager. Mm. Yeah. So so I think that's why some of my friends, they I was like surprised to know that they prefer to do, go down the technical mm. route because they don't want to deal with being a manager at play. and to them sometimes they feel like it's a bit like political yeah, you have to play politics, politics. Mm. yeah like can get lonely at the top oh yeah nobody mm. eat lunch with you yeah. how <laughs> in your office <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean there are, there are, I'm sure there are like other <laughs> bosses to eat lunch with right uh, yeah, but it all depends because yeah. sometimes if you are staying in company for very long you all rise up together then oh it, you'll be friends yeah still have yeah. friends yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some managers yeah. like that yeah yeah, so. yeah but anyway the point is None of us are... I mean, Joanne and I are you not at that stage yet like where you're managing a team, right? No, no, no. But Kenneth, you recently... Kind of gonna be. But the thing is, my working relationship with my other colleague, uh, I don't feel like I'm her boss. Mm. But yeah. you will be clearing her work? Like, what's the I don't dynamics like? So things are moving because my team lead is leaving the team. So, yeah. So we at this point, I'm trying to figure out how I want to run the team or run mm. the content team. Mm. And uh, my VP has given me that, like, don't be held back with what Legacy. you've experienced so far, mm. what was done so far. Like, it's quite funny. Like, the, I don't know whether I want to share. Okay, I can share a bit. <laughs> la, like, uh, my VP, because my when team, team lead leave, that, uh, she said she's going to leave. So she, um, my VP is the one who told me the news. And uh, when she told me, she basically said like, actually when she hired me, she had the idea of wanting me to run the team at the end of the day. Oh. Yeah, already have that thought. Because then, but then she said she didn't expect it to happen so fast. Oh. <laughs> because Martini is the one who wants to move out. Mm. Yeah. And she thought that she would stay a bit longer before the transition happens. Right, la. and then groom you or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like get to know, let me settle into the the organization first before yeah right so how does it feel does it feel good to be able to decide on the team's so, strategy yeah so I also noticed over the years the style my style is I like to have some autonomy in how I want to approach things uh, in my previous organization I also do enjoy the idea that um, I'm somewhat a subject matter expert when it comes to uh, I guess content or making videos and stuff like that so people look up to me and like ask me for advice and it's kind of nice to be in that position la. yeah and like whenever you suggest or say something the bosses kind of like trust me like hey, you know we should take Kenneth's uh, uh, approach mm. yeah so uh, I do enjoy the fact that I'm 
in a position where I'm able to influence, influence. Uh, more things. Lah. Yeah. Mm. So right now, I would say in some ways, uh, I will have that opportunity to do so right now. Yeah, but right now it's a bit more of a I'm in the I'm in a place where I need to figure out what is our destiny. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like cause I'm I'm able to redefine how because the, the team that we have right now is very new actually. Mm. Yeah. My team lead was previously from somewhere else and my current colleague usually was doing something else also. Yeah. But they are kind of like linked to content. Cause comms actually everyone is also creating content. Mm. Yeah. So so right now it's more like I can redefine like rather than focusing on producing things, I can look into a more strategic kind of uh, approach. Mm. Yeah. It sounds quite fun. Yeah. It'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, I need to get back to my VP next week. <gasps> to, to but this is a short week next strategy. week. I don't Good know. luck. We'll figure out. <laughs> I, I put it in a to-do list by Thursday. I should go and look for her. But yeah, that's it. So you got thing. one day to figure out, bro. I already figured halfway, but like oh. I'm in a process of like, Refining. right, right, right. And I was like, this bullshit that I cancel. <laughs> I draw on paper. Does this work with this? Does this make sense? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, the strategic kind of thing. No, but it sounds like you're having fun at least. Yeah. yeah. Quite excited like, yeah. To, to see how things move. But mm. to be fair also, it's a fresh pair of eyes. So you like, you don't know all the, all the resistance or mm. barriers mm. or legacy mm. issues mm. that the company has. Mm. So, yeah, maybe I, after a while I get shipped, I get like beaten oh, up. Oh, then get jaded. Like, like, like then mow get, you, mow you, yeah. mow you. Oh, no. Get carved into the mold. Yeah, become one of us, one of us. What's that? <laughs> a robot lah. Oh. <laughs> What's that? She, you got it, right? You got it, right? Uh, not really. <laughs> God damn it, I'm going to end the podcast Nobody here right now. Nobody got it. <laughs> Do you have any, uh, anything else to share? Actually, yeah, oh. I think we covered a lot. The lawyer thing, I don't really want to, uh, whatever lah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. at, the, at the conclusion is that I was just, I mean, before the podcast uh, started, we were like saying about how, I mean, Joy and I kind of have similar attitudes to, to work in a, in a sense. Like mm-hmm. we don't really have much ambition. Not that we don't want to do work well, uh, right? But we don't yeah. have much ambition. Like you don't feel ambition like Ambition to be a manager la. Oh, to be a or manager. to be like a, in a leadership. A leading, like in a, a leadership. Yeah, 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 correct, like, correct, in correct. a leadership correct. position. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, of course, we still want to do our work well. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So in the sense of like hustling in... Oh, actually, I've got an interesting question. Oh. For the job that you're doing, right, and mm. your organization, uh, what is considered earning too much? And how do you all uh, mm. govern that? Are you looking for a number? Because, for example, it wouldn't look right if your director is earning twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a month. Mm. somewhat like maybe mm-hmm. I'm just throwing a figure mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. you wouldn't tag a director at a, a non-profit to be earning the same amount as a director for uh, a tech company for mm-hmm. example so actually it's a bit linked to like government also right because actually the politicians are non-profit <laughs> government is non-profit <laughs> in some ways right but this okay, the like, Singapore a, government's um uh, reason for that is that we need to pay them well so they're not corrupt, right? Yeah, la, yeah. That's the reason, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is like, that's yeah. also a d- debate about it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm just curious, what, how, how, do you, are you aware of how the HR is done there in terms of when it comes to paying? I, how don't, the, yeah. I don't know how much the management and everyone else is being paid, but so they do 
um, they do studies uh, and they do peg it to they say they peg it to market rate la. in the yeah, industry in, in the non-profit industry in the whole world or just Singapore Singapore yeah but I mean everyone that comes to my company takes a pay cut la. even the directors they'll take a pay cut or that even though I'm sure they still earn quite a bit as a director but compared to being a director elsewhere I'm sure they, they took a significant pay cut mm. yeah interesting yeah. will you consider I mean like if let's say you say it's not sustainable, why don't you have you considered that maybe if I rise as a director, I can be comfortable with the pay and I'm still doing something meaningful? Mm. Have you considered that train of thought? No, because I look at what my director is doing. You also. don't want to do like, it. Yeah, it's not something I want to do. Uh. It's yeah. too away from the ground, is it? Maybe not that it's too away from the ground, but I mean, she has to people manage, mm. and then um, okay, I'm thinking because right now the director role in my team is vacant because my previous director left so I'm thinking of what my previous director used to do so she also does the same as us she also manages accounts all that just that she's really good at it that's why she's the director um, so she's actually she actually does somewhat the same of, as what we do just that she has to manage us also hmm. yeah mm. so you see there's not much progression also in terms of like job scope wise mm. it doesn't expand yeah it doesn't expand it's just like more responsibilities yeah and then mm. I mean higher pay lah but Mm. growth wise okay yeah. mm. but do you think how much do you think is too much do you feel have you ever thought Joanne's about it personal opinion <laughs> you're asking like for a figure or what I don't know like I I just don't know what I'm asking maybe a figure what do you think is too much 20, 30 that's why I also don't know director but we have no idea what's the scope of responsibility if it's like what Joanne's saying yeah but, but you see in some ways, you're answerable to your... Yeah, so your, we're answer, answerable donors, to our donors. Right? Yeah. yeah. And like, you have to... If they are earning too much... Or like, are there guidelines to like... You shouldn't be owning an expensive car? Mm, like, you can't own a Lambo. Or like, visually, you shouldn't no be... No la, but I mean, there are guidelines like... We are governed by the Commission of Charities in Singapore. And actually, there's a oh. guiding law in Singapore that um, whatever you fundraise, only maximum of 30% can be used for your admins, overheads, salaries, oh. all that. Yeah, so that's the their law for all charities. Yeah. Interesting. So for my organisation, we always try to keep it below 20%. Oh. So less than 20% is used for like admins, wow. marketing. Oh, overachieving it. Yeah. Mm, so they so it makes sure that like majority of what you fundraise really goes to the work the and kids. the beneficiaries. Yeah. Correct. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Singapore really got this kind of regulations to make sure that it's very what regulated the charities, in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's good in a way, right? Yeah. It has yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, it has to. Uh, have yeah. to protect. Yeah. yeah. Especially money, foreign right? charities. Mm. Yeah. Without regulation, regulated. things can go haywire. Yeah. And corrupt. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's a figure to 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 pack to mm-hmm. because like at where I am now, I don't know. Eh? Like in you, you know that the in the military people are paid quite well. Yeah, very well. Uh, and sometimes I have to say, sometimes you feel like some of them they don't deserve to be paid that well. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> but. Yeah, if I think about it that way, if you think about it that way, actually, shouldn't matter that much, uh, because it's like you want to keep the you want to keep good people, so right, you don't want to mm, put like, them in a position where they. Because one of, okay, so one of the reasons why military is paid well, 
is because you don't want them to be in a position where they worry about money. It's a bit like the politicians when you are... The theory is that, and I don't disagree, is that if you are paid sufficiently well to fund the kind of things that day-to-day, you don't have to worry about money, right? Uh, when the temptation comes, you don't get swayed by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there, there definitely have been cases about uh, foreign uh, powers yeah, trying to trying to bribe their way I mean for sure there is like, in any every country in every military mm. for sure there are, there are other foreign powers trying to uh, find ways to, to get information yeah. from 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 your host country or whatsoever mm. yeah and uh, yeah and that's why actually also uh, declaring your financial mm. are very important in government mm. We because, do it every year. Yeah, we do it every year. It's, it's quite taken quite seriously one lah. Yeah, you have to declare properly what the stocks you own, mm. houses you own and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. And the theory is that if you if you are indebted in some way or another, it makes you a higher risk of someone being uh being uh, uh like someone who will release yeah, yeah, yeah. They pray yeah. On, yeah. So so that's 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 a train of thought. Lah. So I'm thinking maybe Mm, I wonder if off so th- people accepted that somewhat accepted that uh, understanding and yeah it's like it is what it is lot like oh yeah it's a lot of taxpayers money you know you have to answer the taxpayers but uh, yeah they were earning a lot <laughs> yeah and Singapore we kind of like accepted it somewhat another mm. I mean the politicians are also earning a lot right? so okay politicians are paid by taxpayers money also yeah. no shit Yes. Then yeah. how? No, no, like you know, like MPs, they get like a stipend. Yeah. That's also taxpayers' money. Yeah. Then where else do you think yeah. the money is coming from? <sighs> Government's only source of income is it's from tax- its people. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> oh yeah, MPs. So MPs are part of the government. Yeah, everything is. That's why people yeah. are upset. Why? Why? Yeah, why the why ministers paid so are paid so much? What? Mm. And they always use it as the. Uh, when you're doing elections, politicking, then you hear a lot of those. They always dig up all the salaries. Yeah, they'll be like, comparison. But the kind of money not worth it, yeah, I feel. <laughs> it's a lot of money, though. Yeah, but like, money, but, you get all like the. But your, your life is also. Hate on you <laughs> I, don't know, I, I feel like there's a lot of mental stress also. Yeah. As a politician. I mean, look at our, like, Hengs Yu Kid, right? The poor guy. Oh, stroke. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think I guess we digress. Right? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think yeah. the I think the point was just like like maybe it's okay for non-profit people to earn a decent amount too. Oh. I don't know whether corruption is a but issue. But I mean, okay, I think in the non-profit. first place for non-profits when they recruit, you also want to recruit the same the right kind of people, right? Yeah. Who will not naturally have that mindset of wanting yeah. to earn uh this yeah, amount of money. Yeah, nobody goes to, to, to charities yeah. wanting to earn To be money. fair, yeah, yeah. They are yeah. all prepared to take a pay cut. You don't do it for yeah. the money. So government is different. Government, because you are in a position where you can allow people to get government projects. Allow, oh, cor- yeah, 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 yeah. Bribery, so so, yeah, so yeah. that that itself is also... Like those yeah. contractors. Right, right, contractors. <laughs> so you see all the news, sometimes the headlines. Uh, yeah, yeah. helping yeah. the no friend or friend or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. So, so okay, yeah, yeah. So there's that, that, that differentiation. Uh. I don't think... People wants to earn money from a non-profit company. <laughs> I mean, if you do, it's like, oh, oh, I'm gonna steal money from non-profit. I mean, I'm sure there are some people trying yeah, maybe to do in other that. Countries. But, but I guess like the the demand to 
really get money from non-profit is not as high lah as compared mm. to from government. Mm. But okay, I guess we more or less cover everything. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about this. So okay. that's all. You have yeah. any last words or like last words? <laughs> Do you have any? Last words. <laughs> 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 What's that word? That's this. Uh, um, oh, I don't know. Last words. <laughs> last words. Uh, anything else you would like to add that we oh, didn't you ask you about? Expectation. What do you feel being broadcast? Uh, do I talk too much? Wow. Yeah. Do uh, I? Yeah. Her face is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's called broadcast. It's not called yeah. cakecast or event cast. Then after later, Joanne will come to me and say, "You know, at some point, I was zoning out." <laughs> uh, right. No, I was. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. See the eyes bloodshot already. You think I don't know? I was because of my context. <laughs> No, I know I was actually at some point I was zoning out and then cannot keep going on. <laughs> right there. No. This is the part I can fall, usually fast forward. But now I'm here, I cannot fast forward. <laughs> Maybe I'll take a nap now or travel in time. <laughs> yeah. no, I was very really paying attention. Huh? I was very really paying attention. Okay. Right? You know? Maybe you... Uh... so defensive. I never say you're not paying attention. No, she's scared you offended. Uh, no, no. It's like every time she call you boss, like, you don't tell Kenneth. Uh. I'm like, oh. Hey, can I say your You say uh, starting part very boring. Uh. Let's fast forward. Yeah, offended. Uh. It's okay. Uh. Yeah, fast no, forward. Uh. Might I say fast forward the whole podcast. <laughs> Don't even listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I will hear a shout out to Joanne. But then I, I, need, but I always remind Joanne that kind of really not easily offended one. Right? <clears throat> <laughs> In some ways. Yeah. How do I get offended? When are the few times as I've been taken advantage of? La, then oh, I get offended. But that's not that's just offended. Upset. That's not yeah, offended. correct. Offended is like People say, hey, Kenneth fat, then you're offended. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, no. appearances is not like something that Kenneth would take offense yeah. for. Like, yeah. offend, uh, if, I, if I'm offense. offended, I would have been a very depressed kid. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's so tiring to be depressed though. So, yeah, I'd rather not be depressed. <laughs> you know, if I have, I kind of have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I feel like Kenneth is not easily offended. Mm. I like, think I was offended. Okay, yeah, I don't know this. Is this part of the recording still? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was offended. Okay, there was once. So in NS, I remember, uh, cause my name tag is CB Ng, right? <laughs> Guys, no surprise, CB Ng, okay, Chong Boon, right? Ng. So, uh, I think at the start, people came laughing and making fun of it. We are just like, I mean, it's like I'm a walking target, lah, right? I, how do I like? If the the more I fight back, the worse it gets, right? So initially, I just accepted it. So I think as a bunch of guys usually no filter, like they got more and more offensive in the way they they say it. I think to a point where I actually call them out and say that, like, I'm okay with your guys, like, like laugh and, like, talk about it a bit. But, like, the more you like, the way and the frequency you are doing it is... Too much. It's too much. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, actually, yeah. after that, they actually respected. Wow. Res- but that's a very me. guy thing, like, the kind of jokes that you all make. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> inga, <chiba> inga. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I was like, hey, guys, you know, CB Ng can, la. don't Chibai Ng, every day Chibai Ng, la. yeah, yeah, you're also coming out from Chibai Ng, you, then it's like, okay, okay, then it, okay, sorry, Joanne, yeah, no profit, yeah, oh my God. please forgive my sins. Oh. <laughs> oh, but it's very, very different, like, yeah. working in this current company compared to my previous companies, yeah. like, the culture and everything, I was telling, I was telling you, right, what F stands for. Faith? Oh, yeah. <laughs> F, F only stands for faith. F stands for faith. So F you yes. is faith you. Have F, have faith. Have F. 
that's a great way to end the, end the podcast thanks for listening and uh, yeah I hope you guys enjoy this episode and uh, yeah we'll see you guys soon bye bye bye